guys, welcome to round three, where our motto is, we don't have time for a theme song. <laughs> I'm Derek Russell, and with me is my on-air hetero love interest, Steve Glosson. Not that Steve Glosson. <laughs> I'm so excited. Tell them what we're doing. Let's get into it. The, the same Steve Glosson. <laughs> the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't have time. No, no time. time. We, no let's time. get into it. Let's no tell them what we're doing. Get into it. First time ever. What th- round three is? Round three has been something that we've been working on. It's been a year in the making. And, You're um, so full of crap. <laughs> it's been like six hours in the making. Six hours in the briefing. Round three is the result of a lot of people asking Steve and myself to do a week uh, nightly uh, talk well, one, show on, one on person. the internet. And well, yes, <laughs> and uh, by many I mean one. <laughs> And um, basically what that amounts to is we said we would do yeah. that when we got paid. So now you're getting 15 minutes three times a week. Which I, <laughs> I'm so excited about. Tell them what we're going to do. Yes. Basically every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday you will have a new episode of Round 3 in your iTunes feed. Providing that we do get submitted to iTunes and approved in the very near future. So every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday you'll get a new episode of this podcast, Round 3, in which myself and my best friend here steve glossen mm-hmm. will take on three topics three topics per episode and weigh in on those topics very quickly giving our thoughts on the matter for each episode and there is no time to waste we will tell you about our email and stuff like that at the end let's get into it right now steve we have three topics ready. we have three topics ready should i read the, no I, Okay. No, I have You're going to spin. I'm going to I'm going to spin with a corresponding number to one topic, and whatever we come up with is the t- first topic of the episode. And I landed on blue, which is one, I do believe. So our first topic is our first topic, Derek, is the Spider-Man reboot. Go. Are you for it? I, you know, I'm really not. Not are you not? Not after what? Not after what we've read about it? Because so far, what we've seen is gritty and contemporary. And I don't mind contemporary, but gritty really has no place in the Spider-Man universe. They try to do that, and um, I don't know. I just don't think it's going to work out with a gritty Spider-Man if, if they try to. Because they keep going back to Batman Begins and Dark Knight. What do you think? I am for it. I think this will open up a new genre of the Spider-Man tale and definitely get it in line with Marvel for films such as Captain America, Iron Man, and uh, the Incredible Hulk, uh, for the at which a time the Avengers will come out. Well, here's the thing. Now that's that's real key to me because you've got so many factors at play right now. You've got Marvel Studios that if they are able to now come in and be a part of this uh, creative process, which I don't know if Sony's going to let him, because Sony has all these rights to the movie, and I don't know that Marvel Studios necessarily does. Then you've got the Disney element to come in. I mean, Disney could just come in and be like, "Hey, we're going to buy you out. You know, we've got all the money that God has, and so we're going to do this." Or, you know, I don't know. They took God's money? (laughs) Yes, Disney did. Didn't you hear about that? See. See. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I mean, you know, it's just a thing where when you start talking about gritty in the Spider-Man universe, I just get a little nervous. I mean, that's all there is to it. I, I think that it can be a good thing if Marvel Studios is involved so that you're able to open it up into the universe that they've begun to put on film. Well, here's what the trades are saying. The trades are saying that they Sony greenlit Sony and Marvel greenlit Spider-Man Four. They had a script uh, written, done. I guess presumed a first draft. Sam Raimi, director of Spider-Man One through Three, um, saw the script, hated the script. Apparently, this was a very studio-inspired um, script. Um, he was not a fan of the script. 
we have heard such rumblings as that John Malkovich was going to play Vulture. Which would have been awesome. This film, which would have been great. But apparently Sam Raimi was not a fan, and now they have gone and scrapped Spider-Man 4, decided they were going to reboot the franchise within the next two years with an all-new cast and go back to basics and probably go back to high school with an all-new cast, um, which, which I assume only means they will be getting it in line for Avenger. Well, which I don't have a problem with them going back for to Avengers. high school and everything. Well, see, I don't know. I mean, because Spider-Man was not really an original part of the Avengers. He hasn't been an Avenger until here recently in the comics. But i got to think the way Marvel's mo- moving forward with their, their line of films, they're definitely going to try to incorporate all these characters together. You, you would hope so. You? you would hope that there would be some type of in-universe continuity. But again, that's assuming Marvel Studios is going to be part of this thing. And it not just have the Marvel name on it. Because Marvel Studios right. is actually the film production studio of Marvel Entertainment. And, and I don't know that Sony is going to give up any type of that control to this studio. I understand that. I do understand that. But I think that the mindset now is they there was so much time in between the first three Spider-Man films and what they're trying to do now, they want everything to get in line together. I, you would think so. I, I would My hope thing is I don't think Sony cares about it. I mean, it was a rare thing for Universal to be willing to do what they did with the Hulk and, and reach across studio lines and, and, you know, Paramount, let go of Iron Man, that sort of thing. But that all had to do with Marvel Studios' ultimate control of the thing. How many times can I say Marvel Studios in five minutes? Well, I don't have as much problem with it. it you know, I mean, they did this to Hulk already. Right. I don't. The reboot's not my issue. The gritty it's, take It's the it gritty is. take that bothers me. I mean, it, it, are you talking about a gruesome Uncle Ben death scene? Okay, you know, showing a little bit more blood, that sort of thing. That's fine. Are you talking about a dark, brooding Spider-Man? Because they keep evoking the name of Batman Begins with this thing, and you just can't... Peter Parker is not Bruce Wayne. Hmm. You know, Peter Parker... Who, who would you cast? Who would I cast as Peter Parker? Mm-hmm. Oh, my Lord. I don't know. Uh, Jonah Wilson, just because I think it's time for the fat guy to get a shot <laughs> at the superheroes. Uh, i got to go with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Really? I think he'd do a good I job. I think he looks the, a little too... I don't know. He's a little too old for me. He's played Cobra Commander. He has. He has. He was fantastic in 500 Days of Summer. Didn't see it. Um, and the director of 500 Days of Summer is being linked to directing the new film. Hmm. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a Jordan Ghost, Jordan Joseph Levitt uh, expert. And neither am I. I just watched Third Rock from the Sun and saw him in G.I. Joe and 500 Days of Summer. I just think he could pull it Tom off. Tom Welling. Mmm. A little tall for... Well, why don't they just give it to Ryan Reynolds? They're giving him every other comic book. <laughs> every other superhero property on the there. face of the planet. Let me tell you a problem with that right now. He should have never been Green Lantern. He should have been the Flash. Brian Austin Green, Green Lantern. Brian Austin Green should have been Green yeah. Lantern. How awesome a Justice League film would that have been? You got Brandon Routh playing Superman. You got you, you got what's his name playing Christian Batman? Christian Bale. What is his name? Christian Bale playing Batman. You've got Ryan Reynolds as the Flash, Wally West. And then you've got Brian Austin Green as the Green Lantern. That Hal Jordan. would have been amazing, sir. Would have been amazing. And, sold, then, and then someone sold. is Wonder Woman. Megan Fox. Mm, too young looking. Probably not. Who would you cast in Wonder Woman? I really don't know. Uh, you've got to have someone who can be powerful, but at the same time, Lena Headey. Lena Headey. There it is. New topic. Lena Headey is Wonder it. Woman. Spinning it around. Oh, are we on the second topic? Two. I went. Second topic. Go. What, what number? 
Two. Two? Really? Really? Yeah. That yeah. spinner is not working out for us. No, it's not. <laughs> We're going to need a new idea by episode two. Guarantee Avatar, you. go. Uh, why not? What, me? You go. You saw it last night. Did not, did not think it lived up to the hype. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way during it. Now, let me tell you how I felt a couple of days later. It sunk in. Okay, that's what was happening to me. I was writing my review at geekoutonline.com. You can go read it, www.geekoutonline.com. And mm-hmm. and as I was writing the review, I'm like, no time for plugs. No time. No, that's plugs true. For this. Shut <laughs> up, Steve. No time. No time. Bighonkinshow.com. Um, <clears throat> as I was writing the review, I realized I'm like, I'm really being harsh on this thing because I did enjoy this aspect, that aspect, this aspect, that aspect. But ultimately, my whole thing is, is it was like I compared it to bulletin board talk in football. Whenever you've got a coach or a player that comes out and talks about what they're going to do to the other team, the team they're getting ready to play uses that to just get fired up. And I think what James Cameron did was come out and, and talk about how wonderful a filmmaker he is and, and how this is going to be the game-changer films. And I don't know that it was. It was amazing. Well, it know, was beautiful. There's no, there's no doubt in my mind that it was beautiful. It was wonderful to look at. It was visually stunning. The story, we've seen it a hundred mm-hmm. times. It was bland. It was predictable. I didn't find a whole lot interesting in the story. I thought the acting was good. But you can only do, an actor can only do so much with a script at one time. Yeah, I thought you know, and I recognize where the advancements came in. But I'm going to say this: it, the whole thing looks CGI. The environments did not look realistic. George Lucas and ILM, quite frankly, knocked more of a home run on realistic looking CGI environments than did Weta on this time. And Weta well, though is an outstanding group of people, of filmmakers. Don't get me wrong, but the technology more came out of the fact that. While filming, Cameron could see all this already. Yeah. It, it wasn't so much the end result. It was how he got the end result. It was that while these these actors, you know, while um, Sam Worthington or whatever was walking around uh, on, on a green screen, Cameron could see Pandora. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. At the same yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, I, I recognize that. But the thing is, is they sold it to the audience. As though seeing this movie is going to change your view of cinema. And when I go back and look at movies that had huge impacts on on the way movies were made, beginning with Star Wars, going through to even something like Roger Rabbit, which was one of the first big movies where where these cartoon characters interacted with a physical environment and did it well in the late 1980s. And you jump to something like The Matrix with all the different camera shots and the way they use things. And then you get to the Star Wars prequels with, and where, with all the digital technology and all the digital work. I just don't know that that it is everything that it was claimed to be as it came out. But having said all that, really enjoyed it. And, and the story I don't think was bland. I enjoyed the story for what it was, though it was predictable. And um, in the minute, I mean, bland in the sense we've seen it before. Sure, Not, well, it, it just wasn't. It wasn't original. And can we say this? The minute we saw the big red flying butterfly dragon, we knew what was coming with that Joker. Yeah. So I, yeah, it's it's just a thing where sure I get it. And I'm going to say this real quick about the design of the. A lot of people are talking about the the creature design and everything. I'm sorry, taking a picture of an Earth creature, slapping two legs on it, shaving its hair, and adding a few little tentacly things does not a good creature design make. They were too familiar and trying to be too alien, those characters were, I thought. And I don't know. I compare everything through the lens of George Lucas, and I think that George Lucas' imagination far exceeds that of James Cameron. There it is. I said it. Topic three. Topic three is the Tonight Show fiasco. Go. I I say give it back to Chevy Chase. (laughs) That was Saturday Night Live, wasn't it? 
No, it was the Chevy Chase, so I think it was on Fox or something. It only lasted for like four episodes. It was terrible. But hey, give him a chance. Him a I love Chevy. <laughs> what is Conan going to do? I mean, obviously he's ticked with, I mean, he's making his feelings about what NBC's done known. And I do not blame no, him. No, I don't I love either. Conan O'Brien. I love Conan O'Brien for years, and I have thought for a while now Leno needs to go ahead and bow out. And when they finally announced that he would be leaving and retiring, I was like, finally. Conan can have some recognition for all the hard work he's done, and he can move up a little in the world because it's been six or seven years ago that he signed the contract saying that when Leno retired, he would move up. Well, even- but now, here we are, and Leno doesn't like his time slot. NBC doesn't like the time slot that they've given him. He wants to go have a 30-minute show. What, what 30 minutes? That's his monologue and opening commercials. <laughs> What's he going to yeah, do with 30 know, minutes? Saying, yeah, 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 yeah. See you next week. Have, even even and, better than anything Conan has said, did you see what Dave Letterman said Last night, I think it was. Or I did not before. say that. Oh my I gosh! Did not see that. David Letterman went off on NBC. I love, and it. he was like, I love he's like, they did jokes. the same thing to us several years ago. You know, several years back, they did the same thing, and 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 we thought we were going to move into that Tonight Show slot, and and they gave it to Jay Big Chin Leno or whatever he called, him. and it was just, I mean, like I have never seen Letterman just unleash with venom, but it was hilarious at the same time. It's so gr- I love that they can just open up about all this stuff. Um, Conan said tonight, I think it's in tonight's episode, he says, um, he says, kids, I want to tell you everywhere, you can be whatever you want to be. You can do whatever you want to do in life unless Jay Leno wants to do it too. Mm. <laughs> but oh, here's the great. thing, though. Do you think, I mean, one part of me has to say, this can't be all Leno's fault. It has to be some of NBC saying, we no, want to keep Leno fault. around it, and pull him back. It's, it's it's ratings. It's local programming because local programmers are mad about you know local NBC affiliates are mad about the change that this has taken. I mean, and personally, as somebody who wants to aspire, who wants to aspire, who is aspiring to be a writer in Hollywood, who would like to do that someday, it I think it's insulting that they've blacked out five hours of television weekly mm-hmm. for this mm-hmm. for something that shouldn't be on anymore. That's a sad excuse. That it's like a condult. You know, it's it's like. A, a prize for somebody who lost. It's like, oh, you you get the Jay Leno. Well, show. but you know, I mean, let's be honest. Leno was doing well with the Tonight Show. It's not like yeah, it's not th- like the Tonight Show was not doing well. It, no, it's a thing where and, they. Had, I mean, he, there's he's got a huge following. That's great. He's not my cup of tea. Right, and it was a thing where NBC had kind of contractually backed themselves to a corner with Conan saying at this point we'll move you to the tonight show thinking that Leno would I guess either be ready to leave or they had this brilliant primetime idea now the thing that I'm thinking is is Leno should maybe just bow out and say well you know what I'll stop doing this until we can find a place for me and that's the only place where I see that Leno's at fault in any of this where where maybe Leno should take a step back and just be like you know I'm not going to I'm not going to piss all over what Conan's doing yeah he shouldn't be the upset in all this so, I don't know. I'm not. You know what? I'll tell you this too. I don't watch the Tonight Show or Conan or that much on a regular basis. So my panties aren't really all in a wad about it either. I hear you. I hear you. That's it for round three, episode one. How about that? So you can email us. We want to hear your craziest stories you can possibly tell us. Email us in so that we can weigh in as one of our topics every Monday, Wednesday, Friday on round three. Email us round3show at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Let us know if something you want us to talk about. And you hey, can, you can slow Twitter down now, Derek. And you can follow us on Twitter <laughs> at round twitter.com forward slash round3show. You told me to go fast. Twitter, Twitter. That's what she said. Well, I mean, twitter.com forward slash. Why would she say that? 
She's Stupid. Twitter.com forward slash round three show. We'll see you back here on Wednesday. Bye, everybody. See you guys. <laughs>